This show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. It's just how they are. That's fine. Oh, broski, broski, broski. All right, so much to talk about this week. So much premiere. No, never mind. Yeah. So many big fans. No, never mind. Yeah. But MLS, never mind. <laughs> it was a score in a worldie. Damn, the Red Sox. Never mind. There's, oh, oh, there's still time. There's still time for that. Oh, yeah, there's time. Jackie Bradley has time. a lead. Jackie Bradley has at least four more bats in him tonight. It's fine. Seriously, the way this game's going, all right. They are. They have just started the top of the fifth. They're on the first pitch. Mm-hmm. Let's see what finishes first, this game or us, because I will so put my money on us. It's not- oh, absolutely, well, especially this week. Even on a normal week, we'd probably finish first, but well, but especially tonight. <sighs> I am I am following along on GameCast on my phone. So. Uh, I'm I'm watching it. I have it on. Um, I'm watching it with my in in uh, sparkling high definition eyes. Mm. Mm, uh, yes, you had, had the surgeries. Yeah, I had my LASIK yesterday, man, and I'm sitting here sans contacts, sans eyeglasses, and I'm actually seeing my TV better than I ever did in contact. Wow, that's that's it really was, good, actually. It was well worth having to sell a kidney to do this. I feel like at some point I'm going to do it. I just, I don't know when. Well, I will tell you, if you do decide to do it, it was, um, I, the guy I went to was over on Millbrook Road in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And man, I mean, it could not, uh, they, they do a free consultation. Um, and then I basically, I had three appointments this week. I had a pre-appointment on, a pre-surgery appointment on Monday where they just ran tests and did stuff like that just to get ready for it. Mm-hmm. I went yesterday for the surgery. The entire surgery, once you, I mean, I spent an hour sitting in the waiting room just waiting for my turn, kind of. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, once I went back there and did it, I mean, it literally took 10 minutes total. Wow. And under the under the actual laser, you do, um, you do both eyes for about a combined total of 30 seconds each. It's like it's two separate lasers that they do. The Damn. first one's about, the first one's about 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. 
and the one after that, the second one's like eight seconds. And I mean, I felt nearly nothing. I mean, nothing. Uh, I mean, they numb your eye enough uh-huh. where I, I guess he was in there with a hook scraping things off. <laughs> <laughs> if he was, I didn't feel it. Okay. And he, I mean, so I, I mean, the worst feel I had was on the way home. You know, it kind of felt like it kind of felt like your eyes when they're irritated a little bit. Oh wow! I, I didn't even realize it was uh, it was outpatient still, or or at least like where you don't have to wear like the the dilated eyeglasses or something like that. I mean, I, I wore my sunglasses. Of course, I did mine a little later in the day. Yesterday, I was at the end of the day, mm-hmm. so we left out of there about five forty-five mm-hmm. when we left the office, and it, it was a little overcast. But I mean, I had on sunglasses. Um, now I haven't driven at night yet. We rode home. It was dark last night. And I kind of had like a little halo effect from headlights coming at me. Okay. But once again, that was an hour out of surgery. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. You know, um, today, I mean, today it's just like looking through brand new eyes, man. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very easy. I would, you know, at this point now I haven't, you know, like I said, I've had it for 28 hours at this point. <laughs> I mean, I would. I would recommend it. You know, it's, you know, I, I just, I love not having to put anything on anymore. Yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah, if you ever think about it, I'll give you the guy who I went to. He was very cool. Very nice. Shoot. Nice office. Um, and what I liked was, you know, he, he literally talked me through the entire thing, like why he was doing it. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, here's what we're doing now. And okay. All right. You know, the laser's going, the laser's already going. So it's going to be 17 seconds. You're doing great. You're doing great. Keep looking at, you know, so I mean all I mean all you have to do is just you lay there and just like stare up at a like. So basically, you it was, it's like giving birth is what I'm. It, it was that sort of ease, really. <laughs> giving birth, yeah. <laughs> sure, as a as a man, yes. <laughs> as a man giving you his experience with childbirth, yes. <laughs> all I had to do was sit there, <laughs> sit there and look at the ceiling. Sit there and look at the light. <laughs> <laughs> Super easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it was easy, man. And then next week I go to my eye doctor in Rocky Mount just for like a, about a one week checkup. Mm-hmm. And then you know I don't, I don't have to go back. I think then I go back for like a six month checkup. Who do you go to in Rocky Mount? I'm curious. I go to. I've I've always gone to Doctor High at our Rocky Mount Eye. It used to be Watson Eye. Okay. So I, I've just I've gone to her since I was kid pretty much so okay but yeah that's all i got to she's very nice she's she's a little older i mean she's probably in her i think she's a little younger than my parents so she's probably like in her mid late 50s Mm -hmm. she's very nice and she's the one who referred me to this guy i went to dr porter in raleigh gotcha and they gave me i got a i finance a bad boy i ain't paying for it all up front they gave me i got 18 months zero percent so it ended up costing me just a hair under four thousand total okay yeah that's not so bad i I figured it'd be like in the four to five thousand range so yeah and actually what they do like if you wanted to just if you want to finance it um i mean you can put on your own card obviously or um they what i did they've got some uh like health health card that they'll go through like a health credit mm-hmm. that um you can you can uh like run your credit through wells fargo oh. and i got approved for like forty five hundred dollars and it cost me thirty nine ninety. wow 
So, you know, so I just took the car with me and they build it on Monday. They build it and, um, you know, I'll start paying, I guess, next month. So I get 18 months at 0%. So. Nice. Yeah, so, I mean, they make it, you know, trust me, if my credit can get through, I've rehabilitated my credit a lot, <laughs> but if mine can get through, I'm quite sure you'll get through. Yeah, you, you and Jackie both. Yeah, mine's, mine's creeping back near 700, but I haven't got quite there yet. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, anywhere around there. But yeah, so just something to keep in mind if you ever want to do it. And I mean, yeah, I, I could have gone to work today without a problem. I could go to work. I go back to work Friday night. I got a football game on Friday. I'm mm-hmm. kind of looking forward to it now. Yay. You'll be able to see Yay. everything going on in front of you. Kind of actually looking forward to doing a football game. Tag on right, bitty abs. Um, we are tied once again. Oh, Oh, damn. So I'm like, still, as per usual, I'm slightly behind you. I, I, I just, uh, I just, I just got news. Oh, so that was only the first pitch. Uh, might've just been the first pitch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was still on the challenge that got it returned. So. Okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah I'm good. Um, tendies. Oh, chicken tendies. Um, uh, so delicious delicious as the foreign affair podcast which we are now Ooh. going to start west bradshaw episode Ooh. 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 Ah. love that money oh make money money uh episode 232 of the afa pod i am at i'm at edward green that's my twitter handle which we'll get to later on in the pod of course Man, so that's an end of the show thing got to ahead of myself there i'm edward green joined by my calling crime wes bradshaw and we are here to bring you the latest goings on in the world of soccer um not too much to talk about this week uh spoiler no premier league yeah we will discuss um maybe a little bit about the upcoming uh week's matches maybe just one of them um as well as uh the national league or the nation's league i guess it's called uh for uefa um where where i'm sure Liverpool fans took absolutely no delight in something that happened this past weekend that that brought Spurs and Liverpool fans together like never before, really. Um, so that'll that'll be fun to discuss a little bit. Um, we also, of course, still have news and notes, watch for and so raw. As always, the podcast is presented by NGSC Sports and NGSCSports.com. We never stop. And Wes, I texted you earlier this week that we had a new sponsor. Oh, you did? And did you just... You just uh, you left me out there, and we're like, "Oh, you're just gonna have to wait, Mister." Yes, sir. And uh, if I had to introduce our new pot, our new sponsor, I, I would I would start with this, um, Wes. As you know, I I I live by a few maxims in my life, um, none more steadfastly than the wise words of of men long since forgotten, which go a little something like this. Too many waifus will ruin your laifu. It's true. It's true. All, all those waifus, they'll ruin your laifu. Well, how do you how do you control how many waifus you have? Well, you have one waifu. And then you have body pillows of the other waifus. So that you only have one, the main one, and then just body pillows of the rest. Where am I going with this? Um, you can find oh, those pillows. <laughs> you can find those pillows online at creepyanimebullshit.com that is not the kind of pillows though that you will find at alicia's pillows and things oh no my friend 
These are much more high quality pillows, which you can find uh, at her Facebook page, uh, Alicia's Pillows and Things. Uh, you can find all sorts of uh, handcrafted pillows as well as other things, including some footstools, uh, with your favorite sports team's logos emblazoned on them. So go check it out at Alicia's Pillows and Things on Facebook. All right. That was, uh, it's only, it's only going to get worse from here, people. It, it oh, really I is. It. I love a good pillow. I'm not gonna lie. I love a good pillow. Oh, pillows are fantastic. Um, so again, check it out. That's Alicia's Pillows and Things. Just uh, type it up in the Facebook machine and uh, and you'll find it on there. So yeah, the, the uh, there's there's some interesting stuff on there. So go go definitely check it out and reasonably priced too. Very reasonably priced. So uh, with that, um, speaking of pillows and things, Wes, there there is a Premier League this weekend, and uh, I, I imagine that some section of fans will be needing a cuddle with a pillow after this week's games. Um, the the oh, lineup. Well, I I don't imagine you'll be, although <laughs> there, there's news from Jesus. this past. Uh, week. Well, just so you know, I did receive a call to come suit up this week. So. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Oh man, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but at 7:30 again uh, this Saturday morning kicks off right. Chelsea versus Manchester United battle at the Bridge. Uh, we'll see how Josie Mourinho does going back up against his former club. Uh, at 10 a.m., you have Man City, Burnley, Newcastle versus Brighton, West Ham versus Tottenham in a London derby, Wolves versus Watford, Cardiff, Fulham, Bourne- Bournemouth versus Southampton, and at 12.30, Huddersfield versus Liverpool. On uh, Sunday, you have Everton versus Crystal Palace at 11, and on Monday, you have Arsenal versus Leicester for some Monday night football on NBC Sports. But Wes, you alluded to it. Uh, I believe every player on Liverpool died on international break, so that's good. Um, died, some were resurrected, but just injured. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. uh it's it's that kind of spoopy month of October. Oh. Um, t- t- tell us a little bit about what what's been happening with the uh, the boys from Anfield on on their long strange international break. Oh. Goodness, uh, four key injuries. Yeah. Now, Ed, if, if there was one player mm-hmm. on this Liverpool squad that y- you know I would just absolutely cringe hearing the injury bug, uh, that would be Virgil van Dijk. Yes. And now here's here's kind of the, I guess, silver line tint of the van Dijk injury. He's been playing through this injury. Yeah. Which is interesting. It, but, but it did turn out like, a couple of broken ribs. Yeah. Which cannot yeah. be easy to play football with broken ribs. Yeah. Um, but that said, with broken ribs, he um, he stormed home a header in the Netherlands-Germany match. The, uh, the mm-hmm. first time the Netherlands have beaten the Germans since 2002. That's a big rivalry. You know, one that we don't really think about over here, but that's mm-hmm. a huge rivalry, of course. Um, Germany with a long, long history of invading the Dutch. Uh, <laughs> and also just on the football field, I mean, you look at the Cruyff teams and the great German teams, the West German teams over the years. Um, and it's a great rivalry. Van Dyke had been noted as saying, you know, that, you know, basically to paraphrase, you have to cut his legs off to keep him out of that match. Uh, he played, and then his manager Ronald Koeman mm-hmm. uh, did the right thing and sent him back to Anfield or sent him back to Merseyside as soon as the match was over. 
um, where they did discover the two broken ribs. Now that said, he hasn't been completely ruled out of this weekend. Yeah. That said, also, it's Huddersfield. This should be a match that you can get by without Virgil Van Dyke. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, with this, you do see where it's important the emergence of Joe Gomez mm-hmm. because now you know I don't feel nearly as worried about a Gomez Lovren partnership at the back. Right. Once again, especially against Huddersfield or even <laughs> Cardiff next week. Um, you, know, you know, you start dropping a United or a City or something, I might start gnawing some fingernails off. So Van Dyke is number one, and to me, out of this group, the most important. That said, the next one is Mohamed Salah. Yes. <laughs> who was only the, you know, PFA Player of the Year a season ago. Uh, Salah picking up a late injury on uh, international duty. Yeah, wasn't it like the 90th minute? Yes, against um, God, what what was the name of the country? Is like Swaziland or something? Swaziland, that's it. Which is just another one, and this is a time honored Liverpool tradition of getting players hurt during the international break. <laughs> that was only halfway through. As next, uh, you know, okay, hey, we got you know that's this is why we went out and we signed. Um, you know, we signed certain Shakiri because hey, if somebody gets hurt, we've got cover. It's okay. Oh wait, now Sadio Mane's got a broken hand. <laughs> oh sweet shit! So Mane shows back up, comes out of a hospital wearing a cast. Once again, he has not been ruled out of the match this weekend either. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of this point, uh, Salah has been, and also our fourth injury, Nabi Keita, who it looked like okay when Milner going down. This was the time for Nabi Keita to step up and really show what he's going to do, and then he gets hurt on Guinea do Guinea. Who he plays for? Yeah. Yeah, So he got hurt. So, Jesus. So now we're sitting on four injuries to four of our first 11 players. <laughs> um, uh, as we say, you know, luckily we do have some depth at center, at center defense right now. Those guys look good. Um, really up front, if, you know, Jurgen can kind of reconfigure um, the lineup a little bit, just the way he lines up. You know, I mean, we could easily plug in Sturridge, Shakiri, mm-hmm. uh, And they, once again, the next couple of weeks, those should be able to take care of things. Um, and also now Adam Lalana is back and available for selection. Okay. Uh, so, you know, Lalana's available in midfield. Of course, uh, Fabinho should be maybe time for Fabinho to start doing some things. Uh, Vinaldum scored a goal against Germany. He's looking good. Jordan Henderson. So there is a mini injury crisis for Liverpool. Praise be to Jeebus. Uh, we are out of the gauntlet and we are actually hitting the soft portion. Hey. So maybe it'll come up Millhouse for us here. Got to got um, And oh, yeah. my cups, are, my feet are soaked, but my cups are bone dry. <laughs> Oh, Millhouse. <laughs> but, um, so we'll, yeah, we'll see going forward. But the, this was a particularly harsh break. It doesn't look like there's anything here that should keep anyone out for a, a really extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Van Dyke, it sounds like, you know, maybe they can just get him some rest the next few weeks because that's all you can do for broken ribs. Yeah. There's no rehab. I mean, <laughs> it's just rest or pain management or pain right. tolerance. So, you know, he, obviously he's done pretty good with the pain tolerance to play through it. But now, hopefully, you know, we got a couple of weeks, maybe we can let him let him get on the bend a little bit. So, um, 
Yeah, so that's the Liverpool injury situation at the moment. Oh, and don't forget James Milner's out until November. There you go. Till the end of November, or maybe even <laughs> the beginning of December. So we will uh, we will put that depth to the test. Well, uh, and, the, and you're talking about their upcoming schedule. Towards the next international break, uh, Liverpool will play four Premier League matches against Huddersfield, Cardiff, Arsenal, and Fulham. So three wins you'd consider to be in the bag there. And then we'll see what happens with Fulham. <laughs> But um, cha, got you again, Arsenal. Oh, um, always getting you, Arsenal. So uh, we'll see. But I believe you also have a, at least one or two Champions League matches. Um, and luckily, our Champions League matches, we are um, home and away with Red Star. There you go. <laughs> Which <laughs> I mean, in our group, that's the best you can absolutely the best yeah. you can ask for. And uh, we'll get to them in a little bit. We have a little news and notes for them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but before we, we, we jump from the Premier League to the uh, the UEFA Nations League, uh, let us just do a quick preview of that Chelsea-United match. Uh, of course, United uh, had been in a spot of bother for a long time. And then the last we saw them, they had the big comeback win against Newcastle at Old Trafford 3-2. Chelsea have looked very good to start the season. Uh, still have not dropped a match yet. Uh, just two draws, that weird one to West Ham. And then... The, uh, the late Daniel Sturridge win, uh, equalizer for Liverpool at Stamford Bridge. Um, so, Wes, this is, you know, still a big test for for Chelsea coming off an international break, um, you know, with, with United maybe hoping to play a little bit more of a renewed spirit in their game, a little bit more of that attacking pressure that we saw. Although, Wes, knowing Jose Mourinho, we might just get a good old bus parking. You know, the thing with Mourinho <laughs> is that, and this is in all seriousness, mm-hmm. when you think Mourinho, when everyone is completely convinced Mourinho is going to do one thing, that's when he'll do something else. Yeah. Um, you know, the way they played that second half against Newcastle, I think everyone's kind of chomping at the bit. That, oh, this is how United need to play. This is how we need to play. The problem is it's a lot easier to do that against Newcastle. True. Than it is to do that against Chelsea. Hmm? Because Chelsea are going to be like, oh, please, God, play us open. <laughs> please play us open. We will press you to the damn wall and we will slaughter you on the counter. Um, United can definitely get a draw. Mourinho also, if you look back, Mourinho has good success against teams that he's managed in the past. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, the thing is, a lot of this team is still the same for when he's there. I mean, he knows the personnel. He knows their weaknesses. Um, I mean, this is one – it obviously looks like it should be a Chelsea win all day. Mm-hmm. This is a spot that I can see Man United finding a, a result. I'm not saying they're going to win, but they can pull a result out of this. And they could do it – they could do it easy, easily pull a result out of this match. Do you do you think, though, that, uh, that United will come into this game looking – just set back and and keep you know nine guys behind the ball and just kind of chill back there or or do you think that they might actually you know try to step up and use Pogba going forward a little bit more and let him sort of be that that box-to-box guy he was the final 40 minutes or so against Newcastle I'm more believe that we're gonna see negative Mourinho okay um I I mean I just it, it, Mourinho is so somewhat risk averse 
And the problem is that is such a big risk to try to go at Chelsea right now with what United have and the way and the form that United are in. Um, it, it would be really, really risky for them to do that. Mm. And also, you know, for United, where Chelsea is for United, I mean, getting a point it would be big just because it is against one of the top tier teams and they could use the point. Yeah, absolutely. Because right now, uh, where United stand in their table after their the not-so-hot start to the season, uh, they're currently in eighth place, uh, mm. two points behind Wolves of all teams, who started the season, of course, very well um, for that seventh-place spot. And they're currently five points out of a Champions League spot, uh, trailing currently Arsenal and Tottenham, who are right there at eighteen. So this this is definitely a spot where you, you want at least one, um, and especially so you don't lose more ground on Chelsea, who are currently tied for the Premier League lead, although we do expect Liverpool and City to get three points this weekend. So, um, But again, Chelsea, you know, if, if they do come back to earth and play maybe a little more how we thought they would at the beginning of the season, and, and United does pick it up a little bit, that could be direct competition for fourth place. So... You know that getting a point against them on the road would be very big for them. And I'd say right now, especially just the way the Premier League is kind of shaping out, mm-hmm. where right now you've got you've got those definitive top three teams, and then the thing is the next two for as definitively good as we all say those top three are, mm-hmm. you've got Arsenal and Tottenham. They're two points behind them. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's crazy. Just. I mean, it's it has definitely it's one of it looks to be one of those years where the top is really strong, mm-hmm. and once again, that's with that's with two teams who everybody's kind of torn apart already, being two points out of first at this point. I also do wonder, just to piggyback on that a little bit, um, last year I think we saw you know there there was Man City, then there was the power gap, then it was like. Yeah. Uh, who finished? Oh, United. United, United was weird. Yeah. A weird second place team. Um, and then it was like Tottenham and Liverpool were like, and then there was a bit of a power gap again. And then it was like Chelsea and Arsenal. Well, and even then, though even though late in the season Chelsea kind of made it look close, mm-hmm. mostly because Liverpool was concentrating on right. their Champions League run. But yeah, there was a definite hierarchy in different places last year. And 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 also, I think the the bottom half of the table just wasn't very good i I think that's different this year because i mean i look i i don't expect bournemouth and wolves to keep to stay in six seven all year but i think they're both really good teams and i think leicester is a really good mid-table club i know we give everton a lot of shit but i still think they're a half decent mid-table club uh burnley is fine palace is fine we've seen already what west ham can do on their day i i think there's a lot more teams that can trip you up this year and, and that are going to be fighting for points uh, than, than there was last year in this table. Like, the bad teams are probably really bad, like Huddersfield yeah. and Cardiff. But I, I, I think that, they're, that that bottom three or four is in a class to themselves and then the rest are, like, in a big jumbled mess where anybody on a given day can come up and bite you. So... I agree with that. Um, but that said, the top of the league right now, those guys have just, they've taken care of business. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, again, through uh, through all their matches, Man City, Chelsea, and Liverpool still have yet to take a loss. Uh, Wolves, Wolves have only lost just one game this year. Uh, Arsenal and Tottenham both just two, but same amount of wins as mm-hmm. City, Chelsea, and Liverpool. So very close there at the top. Um, we're going to move on now to the UEFA Nations League, the first edition of this insanely weird project. Um, so oh, just uh, just some interesting results. <sighs> From this past international break, uh, Wes, you talked about Netherlands and uh, Virgil van Dijk. They did get a big 3-0 win over Germany uh, at the Johan Cruyff Arena. That took a turn for the worse. Uh, Depay and Wijnaldum also with goals in that game. Hey, Memphis Depay is still alive. Good for him. Um, and then France turned around and also beat Germany. Uh, Antoine Griezmann with the late winner in that one. Uh, and so here's the weird thing about how this whole Nations League thing works. Um, so there's, in case you're not familiar, and believe me, it took me about five read-throughs before I got kind of familiar. <laughs> uh, four groups, well, there's, there's, there's four groups. There's, no, I'm sorry. There's four leagues. There's League A, B, C, and D. And in each league, there's four groups. In the top league, League A, there's three teams in each group. Um, so in group one, you have, yes, uh, group one, you have France, Netherlands, Germany, uh, two is Belgium, Switzerland, Iceland group three is Portugal, uh, Italy, and Poland. And then group four is Spain, England, Croatia. And so the interesting thing is the, the winner of each group, you play double round Robin winner of each group, which is again, only like four matches, uh, winner of each group goes to this nation's league finals thing next year, which is I'm sure will be just an awesome little tournament that they have. It'll be it'll be sure. great. Um, the third place team in each group gets relegated to Group B or to League B. God, fuck. Uh, so they they go to League B um, with some other great teams that I'm sure exist in in League B. Like, uh, um, wait, that's not it. Um, where who's in League B? Who's in League B? Um, Fuck me. Who who is this team? What are these teams? Oh god. League B. Okay, teams like uh Slovakia and Russia and Sweden and B and H and uh Northern Ireland and Wales. So it, it does kind of work like the so League B teams, if you win your group, you come up to League A. Um but this sets up like a really weird thing, Wes, where Germany with one match to go is in last place in their group. And so they could get relegated to League B, which just kind of blows my mind a little bit. Same thing in kind of in Group 4. Like, England did get a big 3-2 win against Spain, which we can talk about a little bit. Um, but that that was so they could get away from Croatia a little bit. Because without that, you know, that they might have dropped. It's, it's such a weird thing. And I know they did it so... The best teams could play each other more in these international breaks and friendlies and stuff, but it, it, it just it just seems like a really weird thing, and, and like I, I don't see how it makes some teams get better if they're not able to play better competition, like especially the teams in League B and League C who yeah. aren't going to be able to play friendlies against the Frances and the Belgiums and the the Spains of the world, so. This to me is still just kind of a clusterfuck, Wes. Well, Jurgen Klopp said it's the most ridiculous thing going right now. So, yeah. um, I think 
a lot of people kind of agree with him. Um, yeah, there's some buzz over that England-Spain match mm-hmm. just because, I mean, that it was a really good performance by England. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll bite Jordan Pickford suddenly thinking that he's Allison. <laughs> um, but by God, Raheem Sterling scored for him. Oh, Raza. It's got to mean something, right? If only he had done uh, that a couple months ago. Jesus, yes. If only he'd done it when it mattered. In a <laughs> tournament that mattered, not the second-rate bullshit. But um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know, you know, I know with this that there's a way into into the Euros. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. At the same time, you know, now for somebody like Germany, things are certainly not going well because, you know, not only are they not playing well, but this is really highlighting that they're not playing well because sure. these games, quote, mean something. Yeah. Um, and you know, the Germans are really faltering at the moment. Um, you know, I mean, people are going so far as to say, you know, is, is this the end of the line for Yergi Lowe? And there's just a lot to this. And it just, it seems like right after the world cup, you know, it, it should almost be like, okay, now's the time to relax. And, you know, managers should get the chance to kind of blood in new players and, try some new things, but it's like they're immediately thrown right into the fire. Mm-hmm. So I think it's stupid. Once again, you know, I, I don't, I don't like my damn players getting hurt on international. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, I, well, I say, I think it's stupid. I mean, it, it's kind of cool. It does give you some good, I mean, it gives you some cool matches. I mean, God, you got France, Germany and England, Spain this week. True. I mean, internationally and they saw, they meant something. It wasn't just friendlies where, you know, so, I mean, as a fan of the international game, yeah, you should love this. I can completely see where the club teams and the club managers are not happy about this one. Bit. Yeah. So, so what you do get uh, for finishing in the top, the, those, those four best finishers in league a, uh, you automatically get seated as a pot one team in, uh, in Euro 2020 qualifying. So that is what they're playing for. So for a team like, I believe, the Netherlands, who Uh could theoretically go into pot two, Uh they can, if they somehow finish first, which I don't think they're going to, but if they finish first in their group, they could become a pot one team. So that kind of matters, I guess, sort of. Sure. Any hoozles. So that's that. Um Real quick, though, on that England-Span game, before we move on to news and notes, um, I mentioned earlier the the Liverpool and Spurs fans coming together. Um, the Eric Dyer challenge on to Sergio Ramos, um, which he got a yellow card for despite winning the ball, uh, was a little odd, but it may have also been because it was about a 25-yard run-up um, that he took to, to eventually go in there to try and win the ball. Um, but, uh, I, I did see online that, uh, quite a few Spurs and Liverpool <laughs> fans and just Sergio Ramos haters, uh, really enjoyed that hit. Well, which there are many. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was great. I wish he broken his fucking leg, but, anyway. <laughs> uh, but you know, Hey, give Ramos credit. Ramos came up and said, you know, Hey, that's how you play the game. That's all I play. So, you know, I'll give it to Ramos. You know, he didn't, he didn't throw any conniption or hissy fit about it. You know, he was like, well, I mean, that's how I play. So. 
what should I expect from everyone else? You know, that's how I play. So mm-hmm. come and come at me. Yeah, and, come at me, bro. And then he, you know, stamped on Raza allegedly. It's and, then, and at that point, I'm sitting there like, hmm, who's the villain? Yeah, it's it's still Ramos. Who's the villain? <laughs> it's Ramos. It's yeah, it's definitely Ramos. But you know, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like you get in a movie where the villain takes out a, a, a maybe a lesser villain. <laughs> you know, it's like he turns on him, and it's yeah. kind of like, mm, I'm, I mean, I'm not sad to see this guy go. <laughs> as bad as I'm not sad to see Raheem Sterling get uh, get stomped. <laughs> Oh man! Well, hey, uh, hey! If Sterling has his way, they might be teammates coming up. Get out! Oh, uh, Jesus, off the wall! Oh, damn. oh my goodness! Come on, Vasquez, get your ass in a second. Thank you, sir. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Christian Vasquez. Oh, good things happen when we do these these. I'm, I'm sure this will go about twenty innings because we're Poddington. Another foot and that was gone. Jesus. Ah, uh, fun game. Um, speaking of fun games in the United States, uh, as we hit the news and notes, uh, and Sergio Ramos's club, uh, Real Madrid utterly oppose La Liga matches in USA and letter to Federation, according to Gianni Verschuren over at Bleacher Report. I'm sure I did not say that correctly. Um, I'm sure you did. Real Madrid have sent a letter to the uh, to the La Liga Federation, stating that they utterly oppose oppose. That's in quotes. Uh, the plan to play uh, the Girona Barcelona match uh, this January. Um, the uh, the uh, Cadena Ser uh, published a letter which highlighted the fact even four four U.S. based supporter clubs have changed their opinion on the fixtures and now agree that La Liga contest should stay in Spain. The letter was signed by General Manager Jose Angel Sanchez Perianes, and it said matches in the U.S. would jeopardize the quote integrity and fairness. Of the competition, uh, it also lamented the lack of communication from La Liga, an issue many parties have brought up. Um, Adrian Garcia of uh, ESPN said uh, Gianni Infinito, the FIFA president, was one of many opposed to the idea. Um, so I, I'm not. Every time I feel like we hear about this, Wes, it, it seems like yay. I t- Ed, I t- time out. You just fucking called it. I, I, I sometimes I call these things. Jesus so, Christ. I believe. I believe some people will be able to go back in this podcast and 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 hear where I said Jackie Bradley will come. Still has at bats tonight. Jackie Bradley just gave the Red Sox the lead. Much bigger than this news. Um, but anyway, Wes, uh, back back to back to this story. Um, Every time I feel like we talk about this, it's still, well, they haven't gotten FIFA approval and most of the other clubs still hate the idea and nobody really wants to do this except maybe Barcelona and Girona and, and obviously um, the group that's putting this on, whose name I'm for Charlie relevant. Charlie Stilatana. Re- yes. Yes. Charlie Stilatana. No, it's Charlie Stilatana. That's all <laughs> And relevant sports. Um, I don't know that there's much more we can say about this at this point, but I don't, I, I, okay, let's do this. I'm going to put the odds at 65% these games happen. Am I too low or too high? Um, I think, well, I just think they're going to happen because I think they've signed the contract. Okay. 
I mean... But then what if FIFA comes out and says, no, you can't do this? Well, yeah, I mean, that could obviously change everything either. Wow, can you imagine the shit that's going to go down on that? Oh, it'd be lovely. Uh, I'd love it. I I think they'll at least play this year. Okay. I think they'll at least play this year. Um, I mean, obviously, the next 10 years, we'll have to see about that. But, uh, yeah, I think they'll at least play this year. Okay. So uh, we will, of course, any more updates on this we'll be bringing to you guys. Um, we will, we will see how this goes. This is, this is, this could be, I mean, it's already kind of a shit show. This, this could turn into a very big shit show. And, uh, speaking of shit shows that just keep getting better, uh, our other news and notes story for the week, uh, French authorities investigate whether the PSG game against Red Star was fixed. This coming to us from the Guardian, over in England, uh, French authorities are investigating whether a Champions League game involving PSG and Red Star Belgrade was fixed. Uh, both clubs have strongly denied wrongdoing after L'Equipe reported that a Red Star official was suspected of betting 5 million euros on the team losing by five goals in a match PSG won 6 1. It is understood UEFA passed on suspicions to the French authorities after the game uh, in Paris. Uh, France's financial prosecutor's office confirmed an investigation had been opened, but declined to comment on the report. Um, Red Star said, uh, they're obviously, they, you know, we didn't do it. This is bullshit. Um, PSG expressed, quote, amazement and indignation. Um, so I, I feel like, you know, not, not to be stereotypical, typical or whatever um psg doesn't have maybe i would say the squeaky cleanest ownership that would be opposed to maybe doing such things like this not that i'm insinuating or alleging anything i just you know there's it's just it's just that oil money man I, i don't know how much i trust it and while this may be nothing, this may have been a one-off. Um, obviously, this would be horrible for PSG if it was. Uh, you know, I don't think, you know, if, if obviously if it's not true, nothing's really going to come out of it because there's not like any like defamation lawsuits that can come out of it. But, but Wes, if, if this is true and, and, and PSG and Red Star, or at least some people in the organization had knowledge of this, and obviously then the players would have had to, too. I mean, the fallout from something like this would be catastrophic, I think. Especially, well, especially when you take into account, you know, this is PSG who's trying to make themselves a wide player. Yes. And to their credit, have done it mm-hmm. to this point and are really trying to take that step. I mean, they are they are right in the conversation as one of the elite the elite clubs in the world at this point. Um, especially when you come to marketing, they have really ramped up their marketing. Um, the Jordan contract has been huge. Also, when you take a look at, you know, really since we've had the massive explosion over the last decade of, um, of football on the, especially in the American market, mm-hmm. we haven't dealt with this. Yeah. 
the last great scandal batch fixing was Syria, which happened in 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. which was right before Italy won that World Cup um, while Juventus was getting sent down to Serie B. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the last real match fixing scandal that we've had on a, you know, in any sort of a large scale um, or, or an, that would be on the big time scene. And once again, back then, the United States, they just, they weren't paying attention to it. Yeah. Now, luckily, the U.S.'s biggest um, indoctrination of football is the Premier League, and this has nothing to do with the Premier League. But the Champions League is getting big. Those rights have exploded. Mm -hmm. And to now turn around and see one of the premier teams of the Champions League, if they get embroiled in this and they're found guilty of this, that cannot, I'll just say it cannot help FIFA or UEFA mm-hmm. one bit for it to happen. Well, and especially um, with all I mean, the corruption just, stories. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's already corruption around it. But you always say, well, the corruption was on the field. And now suddenly it's like, oh, it is on the field. Mm-hmm. And it's not some second rate, you know, it's not the champions of Moldova or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is PSG. This is Neymar. This is Mbappe. This is... You know, I mean, this is one of those major, major world brands. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's not good, man. That is not a good look for anyone. Now, I, I will just, let me ask you this. Um, you know, since it was a Red Star official that did the betting, is it at all possible, because PSG is as talented as you have said they are, mm-hmm. is it at all possible that maybe if this is a true story that maybe it was just red star who was in on it and their players who may have been in on it and said all right we know we have to lose by five hey psg are good enough where they can put that many goals behind us or, or mm-hmm. on us if we just don't try that hard you know is is something like that possible or is the fact that it had to be a five-goal victory, too much coordination to be just by one team. Personally, my feeling on it, I don't think PSG had anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And and here's my biggest reason. I mean, this is P. Once again, as we just said, this is PSG. They're, I mean, these their their players are some of the highest paid players in the world. Their guys don't need the money like that. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you start talking about fixing matches, you know, it, it, it comes down to money when it's fixing matches. I mean, all these guys on PSG are millionaires. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Red Star, on the other hand, you're that's one of the that's more the club that you would associate with a match fixing scandal, mm-hmm. because like we said, it's not, it's not the champions of Moldova, but it's the champions of Serbia. Yeah. You know, those guys are not making nearly the salary. I mean, you know, the best players in Serbia, what do they do? They get the hell out of Serbia. (laughs) You know, they go to the Premier League, they go to Serie A, they go to Germany, they go I really don't think PSG had anything to do with it. And the thing is, did anyone blink an eye when it was, oh, yeah, PSG put six by Red Star? Nope. No one believed that because, you know, that's – I mean, you know, it, it was like last year with Liverpool putting sixes and sevens on people. Nobody was blinking out. Like, Shit, they're just as good. They can score this many goals. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think, 
I don't think the issue comes down to really into PSG's court. You just hate to kind of have PSG drug through this. Mm-hmm. Um, because once again, I mean, that, that does put it on a bigger scale because suddenly you're talking about Neymar. Yeah. And you're talking about Mbappe. And you're talking about this brand and the oil money. I, I, I don't see how you implicate PSG in this at all. For Red Star, this is really tough, though, because, you know, this is a squad that, you know, Red Star has a great history and pedigree. I mean, they've won the European Cup. Mm-hmm. And for them to get embroiled with this, after being out of the competition for so long and getting back and then this happening, this is a real black eye for them. So we'll see how this goes. Um, this this would obviously be, if, if it's one club, UEFA can probably sort of get by. Um, but if, if somehow PSG is also implicated, this would this would be a crippling blow potentially to uh, to UEFA trying to re-legitimize itself along with its, I believe, parent organization, FIFA, in trying to to get back legitimacy. So we'll and see. And it would be a crippling it would be a crippling blow for PSG as well. Yes. Because I mean if if you're convicted of matrix, I mean, there's got to be a severe penalty. Because yeah. you can't there could not be a more severe crime in the game mm-hmm. than altering the integrity of the game. I mean, you're talking you're talking a Champions League ban. Mm-hmm. I would expect a, a multi year Champions League ban. Mm-hmm. Which at that point, I mean, that is the entire PSG project. Yeah. And once again, that's another reason I don't feel PSG will be implicated as a participant in this. Mm-hmm. Well, because, because like, yeah. there's way too much for them to lose. Well, and because, I mean, this was like sort of the goal. And this is, I think we've kind of discussed this a little bit before. PSG hasn't always been, I mean, in, in modern, like recent history, they have been the strongest uh, La Liga, or, or not La Liga, team. Yeah. Uh, but it hasn't always been that way. I mean, they took all this money kind mm-hmm. of getting injected to to bring them back up and, and be this this moving towards a global brand. So to to throw that all away for for not much money, I it'd just be I so mean it, yeah, in the grand scheme, I mean I mean in the grand scheme to PSG, what's ten million euros? Yeah. It's like, oh, that's our third string right back. <laughs> yeah. so, so yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where this goes for Red Star and for PSG. Um, that is going to do it for news and notes. Uh, Wes, let's hit the watch for. What are you watching in the week that was or the week that will be? Um, with the eye surgery, yes. it, it's been it's been a little slow week. But that said, um, I'm starting to catch up on Mayans, mm, which is yes. really good. I'm really into Mayans. I'm really enjoying that. Um. American Horror Story is just magnificent this year. They have, they have, they're just blending everything together. I mean, you know, some people, you can like or dislike the story all you want. But my God, I mean, they've struck gold bringing back the Coven Witches mm-hmm. to me. Um, and this week's show, the one that's actually on, you know, as we're recording tonight, which when we're done, I'll probably watch actually. Because <laughs> uh, I don't have to go tomorrow. Um that one uh, is completely reincorporating Murder House season one, which was still one of the absolute most popular seasons there's been. 
I just I think Ryan Murphy they they're they're doing a great job this year. They are doing a really good job, and that's after it's after about three or four kind of subpar seasons that didn't totally pan out. Mm-hmm. I think Horror Story is doing a fantastic job this season. Um, I'm continuing watching Justified on Prime. Um, I'm going to try to maybe go see a movie tomorrow. I don't know exactly nice. what yet. There's some good ones out right now. Really? What? I, I haven't been really keeping up with the, with the movie scene lately. What's, what's good um, well, there's uh, Well, right now, uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga have the Star is Born. Mm-hmm. Which is which is getting really really good reviews. I've um I've listened to the uh, I've been listening to the soundtrack, which I actually got um, on Spotify, and I've I've been really impressed with it. Um, Venom's out right now. Oh, I forgot about Venom. Yeah, Venom's out. Um, a, a movie that I'm really really excited to see is Bad Times at the El Royale. I heard about that. That's a Tarantino movie, right? I, I don't know if it's totally Tarantino. Well, let me pull up. Um, basically, but well, God damn it. No, okay, that was earlier. Never mind. I thought they just said another bomb. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know it has um, it has uh, four in it. You know, I can't remember names all the time. Uh, it, it's got the four hymns. Oh, oh, I thought you said four. Sorry. Yeah, it's got four. Yeah, Chris, Chris. Yeah, it's got Chris, it's got Hemsworth, brother Chris. Not Larry. Um, not Larry. Um, it's got John Hamm. It's got um, uh, the dude. Uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is in it. Yes. Uh, I mean, it just it looks mm-hmm. it looks really really good. Um, there's a movie out called A Simple Favor, which has two of my absolute uh, favorite Hollywood ladies, uh, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively, in it. I did uh, see some kind of got some thriller. That's a, a thriller. It's supposed that to be good. Really weird. Yeah, thriller mystery kind of thing. But basically, I mean, you can put Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively, you know, scrubbing floors, and I'm, I'm going to watch it because I love them. It's true. Love them. They they could have um, brought in Mr. Blake Lively, and it would have been even better. Oh, Deadpool, Mr. Pool. <laughs> um, uh, the new the newest version of Halloween is coming out this. Oh yeah. Um, which actually it actually looks pretty good, you know. <laughs> Looks like well, you know, over the years they've kind of toned down the corniness a little bit. Yeah, so that's nice. I think this is the um, uh, the out. third Halloween. Well, like as in this is the third movie well, no, called Halloween. A, well, yeah, but but the thing is, this isn't a reboot of the it's, first one. I know it's so confusing, and that's why yeah, uh, that's why I don't understand why they're calling it this. But yeah, whatever, whatever. I mean, it looks pretty good. Um, <laughs> No, I'm kind of into seeing it. So I've got some movies to choose from. So uh, I have to see. Oh, and I'll tell you what I'm really looking forward to coming out. What's that? Is, um, I believe they're calling it Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, the, the Freddie but it's uh, basically, Mercury. Yeah, story. it's basically the Freddie Mercury um, bio flick. Yeah, what's Holy his name? Cra- uh, um, Remy, is it Remy? Remy Malik. yeah. Remy Malik. yeah. Um, God, that looks so good. Yeah, one name producer Jackie really wants to see that. Yeah, and I mean, I like Queen anyway, but it looks it looks super good. And he just just looking at him, he 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 can pa- he passes very well for Freddie Mercury. Kind of yes. has the jaw, yes, he does, and and the mouth kind of like Freddie Mercury, which was really distinctive. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and we've seen him in a lot of other stuff over the years. He's a good actor, so I'm expecting to I'm expecting. That. 
So that's kind of my watch for this week is, uh, like I said, just kind of catching up, but, uh, but also for looking forward to the theatricals. Nice. Uh, yeah, just to go back real quick uh, to um, American Horror Story. Not that I'm watching it, but I, I, of course, follow one Billy Eichner on Twitter. And so I've been seeing some interesting cast photos and backstage photos of that. So that's interesting. Yeah, he's kind of got a Mad Max thing going this season. <laughs> Fine. It's just fun. So is that a continuation from his character from last season? No. Oh. No. Uh, different character. Um, but he does have the same... Uh, the same actress plays his wife again this season. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Good old anthology series. Um, so, uh, for my watch four, um, uh, Good Place um, is is great, as always. Um, I, as, as they like to do, they like to drop big moral philosophy questions. And while explaining uh, me versus us um, and how... We get past the whole us versus them problem, which, as one character mentioned, you know, this is what contributes to racism and nationalism and why Stone Cold Steve Austin fans hate fans of The Rock. And as Kristen Bell's character, who loves uh, Stone Cold, said, it's because The Rock sold out to Hollywood, unlike Steve, uh, Steve Austin, so his fans are the real jabronis. What? Yep. That is that is a line from this show. What? So it's like, oh my God, you you've got me. There you go, there you go. Kristen Bell is she plays Arizona white trash so well, like it's it's an, it's <laughs> wonderful. Um, but so yeah, that's really good. Uh, but I also did start watching uh the the new season of Doctor Who has started, um, over on on the Beebs the BBC America, or as I one time uh, heard it called, uh, British PBS. Um, so that 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 is back uh, with a new lead character, or lead actress, in the role of the Doctor. For the first time, the Doctor is a female. Uh, it's being played by Jodie Whittaker. Uh, she's fine. She's She was fine in her first episode. I hope she gets a little better, but we will see, because it was just one episode. Like the supporting cast, actually better than her so yay we'll we'll see how that goes from here um so that is it um but Wes, speaking of stone cold and 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 the rock and all the jabronis out there uh i i I noticed we turned back the clock a little bit in our last (laughs) so raw and it looks like we just keep turning it back baby nostalgia sales let's get so raw Oh, nostalgia sells in. Yes. That, that, that's that's half of our shtick is nostalgia. So there you go. It's kind of true. Um, well, we, we'll talk. We'll touch a little bit. Uh, it was a. It's been a mixed bag this week for WWE. Um, they had the big thousandth episode of SmackDown. Mm. Um, thousand episode, the second longest running episodic weekly television show in TV history, behind only uh, Monday Night Raw. So, <laughs> WWE is doing something right. Uh, we'll start on there, and then we'll get into the um, more unfortunate story going on right now. Hold up, Wes. I have, I have breaking news. Not there, go ahead. That actually has that actually has crossover appeal between you and I, and and actually fits very well into so raw. I'm I'm so sorry to bring this up. Uh, this is coming out. Uh, Team NXT 
versus Team WWE will battle in a League of Legends episode of Up Up Down Down. I I see here we have uh, WWE Seth Rollins, um, Prince Pretty. Yeah, I guess that's uh, Tyler Breeze. Uh, uh, Ruby Riot, um, mm-hmm. Cesaro, uh, Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else we got here? Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Adam. Uh, Shayna. By the way, Adam Cole versus Seth Rollins is three matches. Noise. Shayna Baszler and Dakota Kai. So I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I also do see I am Cutie Pie, uh, who is a famous League of Legends streamer. So I don't know what that means, but apparently it's happening. I'm sorry. Please continue. Seth Rollins, Adam Cole. I swear when that gets on the big stage, folks, it is going to just, it's going to blow socks off. It's going to be so fucking good. Ooh. Anyway, I just need, I just need Adam Cole to get to the roster. Uh, anyway, okay. Well, those, <laughs> obviously the people I'm about to talk about just because they're old. <laughs> <laughs> um, on Raw this week, we continued uh, hyping um, the Brothers of Destruction versus Degeneration X um, at the Crown Jewel pay-per-view. That's what we're going to talk about on the backside in the moment is the Crown Jewel pay-per-view, what may or may not be the Crown Jewel pay-per-view at this point. Um, it, it's it's the Shawn Michaels comeback. Um, it looks like WWE is kind of looking for Michaels to go at Crown Jewel, potentially go at Survivor Series, maybe the Royal Rumble, and also WrestleMania. Basically, Michaels hasn't wrestled in 10 years. Hmm. But if anybody can walk out and do it, it's Sean because he's he's the greatest. To me, I mean, he's he's my favorite wrestler of all time. I think he's the greatest in-ring wrestler of all time. You know, Flair had him beat on the mic, but Shawn Michaels is just freaking incredible. On so many levels, Shawn Michaels is incredible. Um, and then real quick, we'll hit the thousandth episode of SmackDown. Um, you know, they had to bring out the good old nostalgia acts for that because, again, that's what we do. We love nostalgia. And none was better than the um, the return of Evolution, mm-hmm. um, a fantastic faction from the early to mid-2000s, uh, which was um, uh, at that point, and still now, at that point, Triple H was kind of on top of the world. He was the He was the main man. Uh, you had a um, you had the wily old veteran, the nature boy player, and then you had these two young up and comers who everyone just knew that something was going to hit for them. Randy Orton and a guy by the name of Dave Batista, who everyone now knows as Drax. <laughs> so um, you know they come out and they just they basically just cut a promo, and at the end of it, Batista gets the microphone and actually cuts the longest part of the promo. And he said he had four things he wanted to say. He goes through the first three, which aren't that memorable. And then the fourth one, um, he says it, and he starts just talking to each member of Evolution, you know, about the good old days. And then he looks at Triple H as the last one he says. He says, and then Triple H, he said, the man who's done everything in this business except beat me. Mm. And that place went crazy. I'm, I'm truly wondering at this point, are we going? Are we looking at a potential? I could see a WrestleMania Triple H Batista match. 
Uh, Batista obviously has, you know, the the Hollywood behind him now, which the last time he made his return, he had been in some movies, but certainly nothing to the extent now. Obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy has pushed him into another level of stardom. Um, I could see that. I could see them pushing that as a WrestleMania match. Um, because, you know, they love to bring back a star. They love to bring back the old guys for WrestleMania. And I think at this point, I think people would be interested to see Triple H versus uh, Batista. I would. Sure. Now, can they go? I know Triple H can go. Triple H just went with Undertaker the other day. Triple H stays working. I don't know how much Batista has left. But it, it would be, it would definitely get buzz. And that's the big thing. It would definitely get buzz because, hey, that's He's basically a Hollywood A-lister at this point off of the Guardians of the Galaxy and the um, Avengers stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that would be a big one for WWE. Oh, yeah. Um, So that's some good stuff going on WWE. Now for the big problem. Um, As we mentioned earlier, the Crown Jewel pay-per-view. Well, Ed, do you know anything about the Crown Jewel pay-per-view? I don't, actually. Okay, well, it is the second of a series of 10 big shows that have been signed over the next uh, over the next decade between the WWE and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Oh boy! Oh boy! And we know what's currently going on in the political world in Saudi Arabia. That is not where you want to be. Um, you do not want to be, you know, partnering with them at the moment. Yeah. Especially after, you know, what what they're describing as a tragic accident, what the Turkish government is describing as murder. Um, a, a lot of people have recently pulled out of deals with Saudi Arabia. There is a rumor that WWE is going to pull out of this pay-per-view. Um... But they have not officially, they have not made it official, and they're getting... A- from a lot of pundits for taking a wait-and-see kind of stance at the moment. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the biggest thing. Um, WWE could stand to lose nearly $20 million if they breach this contract. So, I mean, that's the thing. There is big money involved in this. Um, Now, that said, I have read something that it has been taken off the calendar at the moment. But they have not announced that they've canceled this show or changed it or anything like that. But there could be big implications to this, storyline and financial wise. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you want to definitely talk about watch for what's going to happen here. This is a this is this is WWE really treading some thin ice with this. Really trend thin ice with this. Um, and, you know, there's... Oh, he did not tag the bag. That's a phantom tag. He saved the second. Good job, Korea. Um, so, we'll, we'll just... This is one of those, hey, there... As it goes, mm-hmm. we're going to keep an eye and follow this, but... Um, not not good PR news at the moment for WWE. Um, I am also seeing a little bit. I just searched for it uh, here uh-huh. on on the uh, the DuckDuckGo, um, uh-huh. and I'm seeing that there's some like uh, 
let's see i'm trying to really quickly skim through this article it seems like um this article says wwe talent is uncomfortable with saudi arabia show i'm not seeing anybody actually say they're uncomfortable in this article yeah that's one of those they just uh, you know um, Randy up. Orton says WWE's Saudi Arabia show must go on. Um, uh, some apparently, I guess, let's see, this is, uh, although who knows if this is true. Um, uh, this website reported that a number of WWE superstars have expressed that they may be uncomfortable with going to Saudi Arabia, um, which, hey, I can understand why right now. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is not great. Yeah, I mean, this is you know, I mean, obviously, I've questioned booking decisions, yeah. <laughs> you know, for the show. And this is totally different, but this is scheduled for November second. Huh. So, um, you know, not a lot of time in here. Not a lot of time. It's uh, it's a uh, WWE Network exclusive pay per view. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know, man. This is this is a really tough call. <sighs> it is a lot of money on the line here. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yay. But anyway, <laughs> that's... Uh, um, apparently this was also talked about on last week tonight, which I haven't seen this week's episode uh concluding with footage of wrestling star john cena thanking the kingdom of saudi arabia i mean you know nobody does the Oof. promos like john cena and i mean you know if you know it was hey john we need you to cut a promo thanking saudi arabia. you know i mean it's not like john cena went into that promo oh my god no, I mean, John Cena's just doing what they ask him to do. So. The awkward thing is, I mean, Cena... Cena is kind of a brand... I mean, fuck, where did I see him? Uh, oh, he was, he's on the Today Show constantly. Well, I mean, and he's I, doing movies. I saw he him just in a, released a children's book. I saw him in a commercial the other week for, I think, paper towels in a, in a grocery store or something with his yeah, mom. Yeah, uh, hefty commercials. Yes, yes, those. Yeah. Uh, um, so, I... John Cena is a brand. John Cena is the biggest brand WWE has right now. Yeah, so I, I feel like he would be one that. Granted, I don't know because again, I haven't watched the episode, and I don't actually know when the the, the footage yeah. was taken from. Because I mean, didn't saw they do something in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, they have one back in um, May. Okay. They did uh, after it was after WrestleMania. They did a big right. That's right. Um, Great. Yeah, because it was like some weird Royal Rumble kind of thing, right? The greatest Royal Rumble, whatever. I've never, I've never actually watched it, but yeah, it was like a fifty-man Royal Rumble, I believe. There you go. Um, so maybe it was from there. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I do feel like, um, I, I do feel like Cena would actually be a guy who would be able to like tell WWE, no, no, I'm not doing this. Uh, if if this, that said, I don't even believe John Cena's book for this right now. Oh, probably. So. so, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know, right now, John Cena. John Cena is very much a part-time guy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to assume around WrestleMania season, you'll see Cena back in a program, building up to something. But, I mean, right now, I mean, we haven't seen John Cena on WWE TV in a while. Mm. Um, 
you know, he, he's grown his hair out. He no longer has the crew cut. I mean, I've seen him on the Today Show more in the last few months than I've seen him on the so. <sighs> Well, damn. All me is right. But um, this could have big implications, like I said. But also, I've seen something say that if this gets called off, it could shut down the whole Shawn Michaels comeback. Mm-hmm. Because this was such a part of it, so. Yeah. I'm sure they'd be able to figure out something. You like, would figure so. May, maybe, maybe, maybe they come up with the angle that, that Saudi Arabia, they just couldn't handle the crotch chopping. And, and, and they, so, so they can't <laughs> do Unfortunately, it. I don't think they're going to storyline this. It's more been like, they just haven't mentioned it this week. <laughs> I mean, they've stopped promoing it. It hasn't come up in the commentary. Oh, Crown Jewel coming up, you know. <laughs> Where a week ago, it was all they were talking about, Crown Jewel. Uh, well. If something, if this doesn't happen, that'll be how it's done in WWE. It will just, it will just be Kristen Watt. It will just <laughs> never be mentioned again. Who? Who? <laughs> exactly. Hey, fun story. Uh, I, I think I heard this on the Super Best Friend cast. Um, I believe, so I, I they, there was like an unrelated article and someone else's mom is last name Benoit. Uh-huh. And and her name gets like automatically redacted. Oh. Because they can't have anything can't about have Benoit. Well, I think I've told you before about trying to go find like a... Yeah. And I mean, it's like, you know, they've got a lot of the old shows, especially Time Stamp. So you can go from you can go right to what match you want to go to. Mm-hmm. But once I wanted to go watch this famous triple threat between it was actually Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Chris Benoit. Yeah, and I mean it, it was like it closed out. I think WrestleMania twenty or something. It was this huge match, and Benoit won. When you go in and try to watch it, there's no time for it. Oh no, you have to just. I mean, it's still there. They still got the match on there, but there's no time. You can't just go right to it because it would say. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, versus Chris Benoit. And they just do not have it on me. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Oh, Benoit. It is crazy. Hey, buddy, I'll tell you one thing about WWE. You get, you get black ball. <laughs> They're good at that. You, you get black Benoit balled. <laughs> black Benoit balls. Oh, thank you, Archer. Oh, By the way, I introduced my mom to Archer today. How'd that go? Well, she she only saw a very very um, <laughs> tiny and controlled amount of certainly Archer. So you didn't you didn't see show her the ridiculously graphic Archer and Lana sex scene? No, no. Okay. She um, it, it was actually it was this um Facebook. I, I followed this Facebook page called Binging with Babish, mm-hmm. and this guy a lot of times what he'll do is he'll take um. He'll take dishes that you like see in movies or something or TV shows, mm-hmm. and he'll create them for real. Oh, cool! So he made eggs Woodhouse <laughs> and took one bite. He's like, "Oh my god, I can't eat this. It's so rich, I can't eat." <laughs> um, oh. that, that's obviously uh, in relation. Steal, steal, Brockholt just walked bases low at seven five red Sox. Hell, top yeah. of the seventh, by the way. So we're definitely finishing before this. Oh play. god, yes. But um, but yeah. So uh, she watched them make eggs Woodhouse, and then I let her hear like about five Archer quotes, <laughs> including Danger Zone, which I told her was our bit in football. Danger Zone. Oh, is that so why she, you boys are always saying that? 
So she thinks he's funny now. I'm like, yeah, he's funny. That's right. Very funny. Mother. That is, mother. That is so I did explain to her the mother-son relationship between Sterling and Mallory. <laughs> yeah. because, because I didn't have time and I don't try to send me to a shrink. So. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, anyway, that is going to be where we come to the end of this episode of the A Foreign Affair podcast. Uh, definitely before the end of the Red Sox Astros game. Um, so, real quick, one more time, I uh, want to thank NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. We never stop. Also, Alicia's Pillows and Things. Uh, if you like pillows as well and or things, oh, um, day, things are great. Um, check it out. Just uh, type Alicia's Pillows and Things into the old uh, Facebook machine, and uh, you can check out all of Alicia's wares on there. Um, you can also find NGSC Sports on Twitter. We're on Twitter as a collective. We are at AFA Pod. Wes, you are. I'm at West Bradshaw 21. I am at Edward Green. Uh, we also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via our parent show. The All New Sports Show. You can also email us allnewsportshow at gmail.com. Lastly, I want to thank our podcast providers, including podbean.com, Stitcher Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Google Play Music, and excuse me, the iTunes Music Store. Um, so with that, uh, we will be back next week, I believe, Wes. You're back next week? Uh, yeah, I'll be here next week. Okay, great. Um, we'll be back talking about, uh, of course, uh, Chelsea taking on Manchester United and the rest of the week in Premier League football. Um, we'll talk about the Prem. Oh, we're back. The Prem is back, baby. Um, so, but Wes, before we get out of here, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, well, I know we talked about it some, but this uh, Red Sox Astros series, man, this is a hell of a series. Yeah. Like, I'd be, um, like, it might end in five and still be super close the entire time. Oh, yeah. And I mean, just the fact you have 108 wins. Yeah. I mean, this is the most ever wins, like, between two teams ever to face off in the playoffs. I mean, this is huge. This is big time. Yes. I think we narrowly beat the 98 World Series. I believe so. Yeah. But I mean, 108 to 103. Mm-hmm. Jesus, you don't get that every day, folks. Um, so that's awesome. And let's see what Mitch Moreland does. Damn it. Ground up to first. All right. So we let the bases loaded. Go to the bottom of the seventh. We're up to. Um, high school football has been so start and stop this year because yeah. of weather. Um, but we are uh, we are chugging along. It is week three of the Big East season. Rocky Mount stomped Hunt last week. So if Rocky Mount can get past uh, Fight this week, and Southern Nash can get past Hunt, which shouldn't be too big of an issue on either side. And we could be set up next. We're, we will be set up next week for the undefeated Rocky Mount versus undefeated Southern Nash game Ooh. that I've been waiting for because we finally got this game on the schedule. That's so tasty. I force it. Clint's looking at me going, oh, we're going to Southern times. I said, well, it'll be worth it. Yes. So because we're getting Rocky Mount Southern, so shut up. Hells, yeah. <laughs> oh, so uh, I guess um, that will then do it for this episode of the pod. So for my call in crime, West Bradshaw, I am Edward Green. Thank you so much for joining us here on episode 232 of the Foreign Affair Podcast. Until next time, everyone out there, stay safe and enjoy the football. I love you guys and good night, Houston. It's been a hell of a series, guys. Yeah. It really has. It's 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 been a good one. Um, <coughs> uh,
This show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop.